0: Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for riding along with us today. You can always visit us 24-7 online at pathtozion.com. Find us on YouTube, here, there, and everywhere, wherever you listen to music or podcasts or any multimedia for that matter. Just do a search for us if you don't know how to directly get there. Oh my gosh, how, how have you been? <laughs> um, when I'm recording this, it's Friday morning. I'm on my way out to work. I have officially not posted a podcast this entire week. Oh my goodness. I'm mildly concerned. And uh, hopefully your life has just been, oh man, you're just, something's wrong. My life is so lacking, right? <laughs> Without the Path to Zion podcast, I don't know how to go about my day. I kid. Oh man, it has been a week. I'll tell you what. Um, wow. <laughs> I took the week off, off, from paid work to, to work alongside a brother that just moved here um, to get some major projects done in my house. Uh, man, our, our house is in exterior renovation central, um, for us anyway, and so we had spent the last four days doing projects at the house, man, last night, 8.30 came, and we got our son in bed, and man, I was at zero, I, <laughs> I told my wife, like, because, man, my wife's so awesome, it's the end of the day. She's worked all day. She did homeschool with my son. She came out for a couple hours and was a, a true help to do some some labor jobs that just required an extra set of hands off and on. Man, she was, she was exhausted too, but what's she doing? She's cleaning up the kitchen, man. She's doing all these dishes, and I'm telling you, Admittedly, a lot of times, like, eh, I'm going to go study. I'm going to go read. I'm going to go do anything other than that. <laughs> Admittedly. But last night, I really had the want to. Like, I really wanted to help her. But I felt like almost physically sick. I was dehydrated. I hadn't eaten much throughout the whole day. And I was just, oh, yuck. I was at the end of my rope physically, so, man, I was in bed by 9 o'clock. And as I'm falling asleep, I'm like, man, here it is Thursday night, again, I've not tended to a podcast. I've had horrible allergies this week, and so the two windows of of opportunity I had early in the morning to do a podcast, man, you wouldn't have wanted to hear me say a word. I was a mess. Sneezing and snotting all over the place. Talking like this, I'm sure. Like, I'm not going to do anything right now. I'm not Mr. Professional, but come on now. We have to have some standards, right? So here we are now. It's Friday, which means this won't get posted today. It's going to be Monday before this lands on the air. Because I'm going to be out all day working. So I apologize for an entire week off from any new content oh man I'm so bummed could have made it happen I guess Whew! not enough hours in the day right that being said the Lord continues to speak in the midst of busyness and and praise the Lord I'm just at a place in my life of maturity and in responsibility to still get up and, and meet with my father to commune with him to talk to my king to interact to listen we've still been doing the whiteboard teachings for the most of the week and i just wanted to speak about the one that man hands down just the lord led me to today um oh man it's so big i i, I don't even it, i don't even know where to go there's so many things within just a principle found within two verses in genesis Man, I'm telling you, the Word of God is loaded. If you open your Bible and you read it and you just sit there and stare and feel like you just added a download of content to your brain, I'm telling you, friends, in in loving kindness, (laughs) something's wrong. Something's off. If you're not taking... And I know everyone's different. I know that everyone is different. Yes, I know. But if you're not getting layers and layers of understanding that apply to your life personally and right where you are, and then, of course, to the where you are not yet, as you reflect on the truths within the Word of God, reminding you of where you were, and praise the Lord, you are no longer. Man, we're missing out. I mean, the Word of God is, is living and active, and that is truth that's not a catchphrase it is alive it is moving about if something's living it has breath it has it has a life source within it a life-giving source and it's active it's moving about it's doing something and so The Word of God is not the problem. I mean, how many times in our own lives and in others that we speak to, uh, I just don't, quote, get anything from the Bible. It doesn't speak to me. I don't get revelation. Well, everyone's different. Well, yes and amen, everyone is different. But the Word of God isn't different. it's eternal it's 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 unchanging and it possesses life abundant life is found within its words they have a supernatural source and so it should be changing us and if it's not we have to sit back and ask am i a regenerated christ man i mean we have to ask these hard things and and there are 150 roads that lead us to that question of contemplation that every human being has to get to. And I continue to say Christian Americans have to ask this question probably more than any other people group on the earth because they were, quote, born Christian. Christian Americans, maybe not out of their mouth, but out of their lifestyle and out of their actions, declare to everyone on the whole earth hey, we are God's blessed nation. I was born Christian. My dad, my granddad, my uncle, my cousins, brothers, neighbors, friend, pastors, Sunday school teachers, deacons. Oh boy, I was raised Baptist. I quote, asked Jesus into my heart when I was five. Don't ask me if I'm a Christian. Are you kidding me? And I'm telling you, this is crippling this nation, especially in this hour. There's no real substance or source that can be traced back to a regenerative experience, and encounter like Paul had, where he met the Messiah, and literally everything about him, not his name, his name wasn't changed, but his entire being was changed. We've... <laughs> Man, we've reduced it down in in American Christianity and Sunday school teaching. Well, Paul was so different when he met Yeshua. Well, we wouldn't say that, of course. When Shaul met Jesus, he was so changed, his name was changed to Paul. And I'm not here just to eradicate more erroneous doctrines of, of men, but that's not what happened. And if that's where we stop... If that's where we start and then stop, then boy, boy, have we missed the whole point in the whole picture. His entire being was changed from being a persecutor of the king, not just the king's followers, mind you. Because Yeshua said, why are you persecuting me? Which means it is synonymous when you persecute and assault the people of God, you are in fact assaulting the king of the kingdom. We could chew on that for a while, couldn't we? But man, we've gotta have a bedrock place where we go back to, and we go back to, and we go back to, and whenever we are questioned or challenged, should that ever happen in your life, oh Lord, please let it be so. We have a place of, man, you can't offend me. Oh man, don't you dare ask me if I'm a Christian. Don't you ask me if I know Jesus. Don't you know who I am? No way, man. It is an opportunity for the powerful word of my testimony to be emptied out. Please ask me. Challenge me. Ask me again. Ask me in ten different ways, man. My salvation, my identity is sure. My reason for existence is not for my own pleasure. Not for my own good. Not in its entirety. I am still a man in flesh and blood. I have selfish, prideful ways in me, yes. But as far as my identity, I am a Christ man, hands down. Not, well, yes, but. Not, well, I'm still a sinful wretched, no way, Uh uh-uh. My identity is in the Son. I have lost my life for His sake, and He is good he is right he is perfect and he is awesome he is my king so if you want to look at me that's fine you're going to see some me there's still me left but oh man my life's goal my life's endeavor and purpose is less of me less of me less of me I'm shedding off the me-ness losing myself in greater measure into the Sun now today specifically I want to share just a minute, and man, I've already used up so much time. That's what happens when I take a week off. I might talk for the next hour. Well, I'm driving for 30 more minutes. I can go at least 30. (laughs) This morning, man, I can't even tell you how I got there. It's complete happenstance, really. For the most part, I won't bore you with how I landed there in specifics. But I was in Genesis and I and I started thinking about different things I just knew from memory about the the scenario of Abraham and Isaac it is an account that like it's just choke it's so chock full of, of information and things that we can add to our lives I mean it's full of principles that activity that account full of stuff for us to glean from I mean layer upon layer upon layer we could pick it apart for days but what I was really thinking about for the most part is what I wrote down in our whiteboard and I'll talk about here in Genesis chapter 22 and there's there's a there's a principle here I would like to point out for us today and I'm gonna these are excerpts of two verses one and is 22, one b the latter part of, of um, verse one in Genesis 22, and the other verse, to be concise, is 22: verse seven a, the first part of seven. And so we'll just jump right in. God, Yahweh tested Abraham, and He said to him, Abraham! Exclamation point. He's calling out to Abraham, his friend. His chosen man. Man, oh gosh, where do you even go? I'm Man, I want to I see I see 12 roads right here. <laughs> Lord help us. God had washed his hands of humanity. We do know this, right? The fall, the flood, the tower of Babel. Yahweh God creator says you know what I'm done I'm done the apple of my eye the pinnacle of my creation yes of course yes 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 but you stubborn rebellious rebellious hearts always towards evil people I'm done I wash my hands of you oh man I wish I had never created you man can we just sit there for a moment And rightly so. Man, so many people I've heard like, I can't believe God would say that about humanity. Are you kidding me? Have have your children ever rebelled against you for the thousandth time in a week? And you say, son, I'm not saying you look at your son and say, man, I wish you didn't exist. But you look at him and say, man, is there any good in you? Have you learned anything from all of my countless instructions? We're getting nowhere. You constantly choose over and over and over and over and over and over, and over times a million to choose your own will in your own way over mine. I don't know where to turn with you. I've exhausted all, <laughs> all potential ways to bring you into my correction for your own good now. I don't know what's left. I've tried it all. You are what? Exactly what the scripture says. You are a prideful, arrogant generation, prone to evil and violence. That's all you want. Self-exaltation, violence, and your own wicked ways. But God, in his goodness, and his kindness and his covenant keeping um, ways, he says, you know what? I'm gonna handpick a man. He's going to be full of faith. It's going to be counted towards him as righteousness. And I'm going to create a people. I'm going to fashion for myself a nation of people. By my own doing. Man, oh man, in this moment, I'm going to create all over again. I'm going to create a people all over again. I did one from the dirt, and now I'm doing one that originates in my own heart by my own choosing, and it's going to come through that guy right there, and his name is Abram. So fast-forwarding all the way to Genesis chapter 22, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and Abraham's response was simple, yet profound. Here I am. <laughs> Here I am, O oh great Adonai. Here I am. I'm right here. And so let's just park the car here for just a mere moment, shall we? Because this is what really came to me as I was just, I mean, in all honesty, just meditating on these verses this morning. And I just felt the Lord speaking something to me, teaching me, the Holy Spirit teaching me something applicable for my life and perhaps for yours as well God tested Abraham called his name and Abraham's immediate response was hey I'm right here I'm right here father and it shot me right back to the Garden of Eden and how in Abraham. God, by his own choosing again to connect all these things we're saying, he chose a man who he knew was faithful and would be faithful to what was asked of him, putting his hope and his trust in the Lord. So, Abraham, in and this is my verbiage, in a form, in a way, began the redemption of mankind. Through what? Faith, obedience, response to the word of the Father by instead of following in the first Adam lineage and bloodline way, which says, you know what? Okay, so here's the comparison. Lord, help me to make this clear. We're in the Garden of Eden. Let's go back in time. Let's travel back in time. Several generations, Adam and Eve have just chosen rebellion. They've listened to the deceiver. Hasatan deceived them to believe that they could ascend to be like God. Nothing's changed, by the way. It's the same bait and fruit that is used to entice you and I and every other man on the earth. But, in the first case, Adam and Eve chose to rebel. Chose to ascend, they thought. And in essence, they did. We know what the scripture says about how Yahweh says to his council in the heavens, oh man, it said the same thing with the Tower of Babel. These people, they're going to become like us. So we have to give ourselves, man, if we can go to the layers of what all this really means, they can do it. They can be like us. They will be like God's. Could they be the Elohim of Elohims? No, there's only one. But there is a level for us to understand that there is a measure of truth within what was brought to Adam and Eve. And is therefore also, because of that, brought to us. Oh yeah, you can ascend. You can be deified your own way. Few people talk about this, I know. This is for a whole nother day. This is this could be two episodes by itself, this principle. So let's stay focused. Adam and Eve chose to rebel, and in their rebellion, of course, they were clothed in something. Interestingly enough, they were clothed in shame, and when when they were clothed in shame, it revealed their nakedness. They were already naked didn't bother them the day before now did it but what did what did Adam say Yahweh God is is desiring to walk with Adam like he had all the days previous and he says Adam where are you son I'm back here behind these bushes I'm hiding I heard you coming so I hid myself and here comes the changing of the age Yahweh God's heart broke what have you done Adam what it what, what do you mean you're hiding why are you hiding from me we've never had this issue before you've never hidden from me we've walked together in intimacy you literally in the imagery is clear laid bare before me no hidden thing no need for clothing I clothed you you were adorned in perfection, Adam. Why are you hiding now in shame? So to, to just to be brief, the comparison between Abraham and, and Adam. First Adam. First Adam hides. Where are you, Adam? Oh, man, I'm back here. I closed the door. I'm peeking through. I'm back here. I'm back here, God. Please don't look at me. Why? We don't even have to go into that, do we? This isn't first grade. But we see a beginning of the change, I would say, in Genesis chapter 22 with Abraham. And of course, we see the pattern of Abraham's life. For the most part, he is a reliable, trustworthy son, worthy to be called what? The father of many nations. And he said, I'm right here. What is it, Lord? What is it? You called my name? I hear you. My response is, hey, look, right here. Yes, sir. I'm right here. Oh, man, how awesome when our children do that. Yes, Daddy? Instead of, oh, man, is your your children ever called back from you a mile away? You call for them? What? What do you want? Oh, boy, that makes my blood boil. (laughs) Why? Not because I'm a horrible, angry father, but because I want the heart of my son to present himself to me and say, Yes, Dad, I'm right here. You call and I come running because I am an obedient child. And that's what Abraham proved to be. That's who he was. And God, of course, knew that when he called him. And so to follow this a little bit further and then we'll bring this to a close today in verse 7 of chapter 22. By this point, Abraham and Isaac are going up. They're taking the, I believe it's three or four days journey to go up and respond to the testing and the trial that came to Abraham to offer his son Isaac on the sacrificial table. So they're making that journey and I do want to point out, I don't know Everybody gets weird about anything that's not in the Bible. But if you read any other documents, historically speaking, like the book of Jasher, which is quoted in the Word of God several times, the book of Jasher says that at that time when Abraham and Isaac went up to fulfill the Word of the Lord, to sacrifice Isaac unto the Father, Isaac was 37 years old. Now, I realize this flies in the face of everything we've been taught in Sunday school. That Isaac was probably 5 or 6 or maybe 10 or 11 at best. Maybe he was a teenager. But if your upbringing is anywhere anywhere near mine, you were always told that Isaac was just an innocent little boy who just followed his daddy. But y'all, what? Man, we lose so much substance in the Word of God when we just dumb it down to make it digestible instead of true. Oh man, I hate it. But let's just say he's 37 years old, man. Isaac played a role that he's probably just not rightly been given in Christian teaching. He had a will. (laughs) He was a grown man. Young, yeah. I mean, gosh, how long did people live? We know We've got to give ourselves to the full spectrum of the Word of God. 37, of course, is a young man. He's young, but he's not 8, 9, 10. So here we are. We're fast-forwarding. It's time to go up there. And Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and he said, My father, question mark. This is when they're getting ready to go do the act. They're almost up there. I don't have it in front of me or perhaps they're already there. And Abraham answered Isaac and said, "Here I am, my son." And this is what I want to drive home and then we'll we'll close the door. Abraham shows us a picture, a depiction of someone who is not for the most part, now he was not perfect any more than any other human being, but he showed us and demonstrated to us a life of faithfulness and entrusting himself, his circumstances, and even his promised son into the hands of the Father. Capital F. In that moment, he could have followed in the lineage of first first Adam and said, "Man, you know what? I can't go through with this. I'm hiding." I'm hiding in shame and in rebellion. I can't go through with this. I need to hide like Adam did. To make this clear, they're going up. They're about ready to, to assemble the wood for the sacrifice to lay his son upon it. And Isaac is looking for Abraham why we don't know it's insignificant he calls out Abraham's name Abraham could have easily said you know what I changed my mind I'm out of here he could have done that I can't do this I can't kill you son have we lost our minds God promised you to me and your mother you're a fulfilled promise seed son there's no way we're doing this I'm out he could have hid from the activity that the word of the Lord came for to accomplish but instead he was a man of faith and this is what I'm saying by demonstration he began undoing the curse of first Adam who hid that when the father called the voice the the name of the son Adam Adam where are you son he uttered not a word because he was afraid. And he hid out in shame and in fear. What's it say in, in, in early Genesis? I was afraid of you, Father, so I hid. He didn't entrust himself to the Creator. Why? Because he had violated the law of the king. And he knew it. And what the devil had promised had in fact come true. You know, we've told our whole lot, our whole lives it was just a lie. It was a lie. I don't believe that way. I think what I think what Hasatan delivered to first man Adam and Eve was true. We can't unpack this today, but it was true. You can what? You can be like God. You can be like the most high. And this is confirmed throughout Scripture that that is in fact true, but here's the problem. The only way you will ever be like God, and down into this generation specifically to where you and I now live, you can only be deified rightly by going into himself via the Son, Yeshua Messiah, and being exalted through the Son and not through your own endeavors. Because again, to reference Scripture in its fullness, that's what happened throughout the timeline of mankind the pinnacle example is Tower of Babel literally building an ascension of self and you can do that (laughs) scripture makes that clear but when you you attempt to self deify when you take matters into your own hands to deify yourself in rebellion you cannot get there You can't. It's impossible. We see the culmination of that ultimately in the devil himself who was cast down for attempting to make himself what? Like the most high. You cannot do it in your own endeavor, in your own strength, in your own abilities. Why? Not because it's not possible, man. This is key. Not because it's not possible... But because the only soul one who's on the throne will not allow it, you will be cast down likewise. Why? Because your father's the devil. Man, this well where do we stop, right? Where do we stop? <laughs> I wish we didn't have to, but I'm I'm getting close to my destination. So to bring this to a close. One thing that I just really feel the Lord is saying to us today through this specifically is that we need to follow the pattern of Abraham. If we are in fact now a grafted in people and and Abraham was the father of the many nations he began to undo the bloodline curse through obedience and what the word this is what I get hung up on let's let's take this through the rest of our day today presentation presentation friends is key don't hide in shame don't hide out don't tuck your tail and run away and listen, let's just be honest. If that is in fact what you do, why do you do it? It is a it is an alert to say, "Hey, guess what? You're out of order." Maybe you're self-deifying. Maybe you're exalting yourself. And so when you are in the presence of the Father and he calls your name, listen, friends, man, listen to what I'm going to say right here. This is what the Spirit is saying. Period. If when you hear the Father call your name, if when the Creator calls your name, when Adonai, Yahweh Elohim calls your name, and you do not raise your hand and say, Here I am. I'm right here. Yes, Father. Something's wrong. Man, that's heavy right there. Something's wrong. If when the Father calls your name, And you do anything other than come out from the shadows, should you be in the shadows, just to use imagery, and raise your hand, lift your eyes, and look into his face and say, Here I am, Father. What is it, O great King? What is it you're saying to me? I'm listening. Here I am, your servant. Anything other than that, friends, reveals a problem. Reveals something of issue with your intimacy with your creator so tend to that today ask the question review your life in any way when i hear the voice of the father calling my name when i read scripture when i hear a sermon when i study the word when i pray or this is easy when i don't want to pray (laughs) when I don't want to worship, when I'm at a place where I feel like I can't open my mouth and sing and declare the goodness of my Father. Oh God, show us, Holy Spirit, show us, reveal, convict. Why not? Why? Any place in us, any time, any circumstance, why would we not? What would prohibit us? What, if anything, in our lives keeps us from saying, Here I am, Lord. I'm right here. In any way in your life right now, are you following the first Adam lineage of, I'm back here, God. I'm back here, God. Please don't look at me. Please don't see me. I'm full of shame, I'm full of rebellion. Now listen. Here's the key, right? We can't we can't move past this. We've got to we've got to wrap up right here. Can't leave this open, friends. That's okay if, in fact, you realize that you sit down and pray and listen to what the Spirit's saying and the conviction of this of the Spirit in your heart to say, you know what? That's just my condition. That is who I am. That is how I feel. I do see myself hiding in shame in the dark i don't want to come out i don't want to say here i am god friends that's okay if 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 you can sit down and deal with that right here right now we know it's not okay in the broad sense but it's okay if that is in fact your true condition and posture before the father if it is amen let's realize it and get it in the light and repent and turn. Friends, that's your only hope. You were created to intimately walk in the garden of God, paradise reality with your creator king. Anything less than that is squandering what he's done by sending his son to redeem you. Anything less than perfect intimacy laid bare before the Father, nothing to hide, nothing to fear. God, I heard your voice, and I was not afraid. Here I am. Why? I'm a man of faith. I'm a man of humility. I am completely dependent upon my creator. I'm mere dust and dirt in my own self. But in you, God, I'm a son. I'm a son. So I boldly come to your throne in humility, but with a boldness in an identity that is not my own. So, friends, that's for us today. Anything less than that in your life needs dealt with right now. So I want to encourage you to do that. Please consider doing that. This is not a just invite Jesus into your heart message, man. Everybody's heard that 20 times over. Doesn't mean a whole lot. This is a complete surrender of your entire identity and examining if there's any way in you that you have self-deified. You can't do it. Even Yeshua the Son, the suffering servant learned obedience through the things he suffered, which is what? A life of denial and dependence in absolute fullness upon the Father. We follow his pattern, period. No questions asked. Men of faith, of expectation. He is enough. Examine your life today, please, won't you? Consider what I've said. Read over these verses. Read all of Genesis man it's it, it lays out the pattern of humanity, redemption of mankind, fall of mankind, the whole deal is in there. Much for us to learn. Be encouraged today. The word of the Lord to you is there's hope for all of us. There's hope for you, man. No nobody's beyond hope. We serve a redeemer, one who redeems. Amen. Visit us online at pathtozion.com. Subscribe to our email notification list there pathtozion.com that way you get emails every time a new episode posts man hopefully they'll be back on the table next week a little bit more normalcy and regularity again we want to come to where you are come visit us the lord opens the door either way let's do it reach out to us at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com to let us know where you are where you're listening concerns, questions, challenges, prayer requests, we want to communicate with you. We'd love to know you on whatever level the Lord would allow. So please visit us um, at Pat to Zion podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, won't you? Thank you for listening. Amen.